Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high-performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello friends, it's Lisa Brown here from Platinum Education and I am so excited to be there in your ears, wherever you're listening to uh, me today, in your car, walking. Um, I love to know that you're all out there listening and finding benefits to our weekly podcast episodes. Now, this is going to be our very last episode for 2022. So we are up to episode number 34. So we've smashed out 34 episodes this year and we can't wait to get back into it in the new year. So what I thought we would do today for today's episode is do um, a bit of an end of year reflection and not me going through the whole year talking about how it went and all the milestones and all the news, but to actually take you through an end of year reflection and for you to have a think, stop and have a think and reflect on your year, how it's been and to take you through that process. I'm a really naturally critical person thinker and reflective thinker and it's something that I didn't realize for a really long time obviously something that come into effect and in our sector critical reflection is really really important and something that's reflected in in a lot of our documentation but being a natural critical thinker I didn't realize that it wasn't something that came natural to people for a really long time as a leader. And it's something that really frustrated me as a leader to look at people and be like, why, like, how do you not think about this? Why don't you get it? Um, so I, after a while, it's about having patience and it's a skill that needs to be learned for some people. So what I want to take you through today is that critical reflection. Yes, it's going to be a bit woo-woo. However, I work with Jake and so that has taught me that we need to cater for both left and right-handed brained people um, in the world because everyone's different. And so what we will be doing is throughout this reflection session, I'll be inserting some things from early childhood on critical reflection so that both we can reflect and learn at the same time. So why? So let's three reasons to stop and reflect at the end of the year. So one is because it's really important to look back. It's really important to look back and celebrate all of our achievements. Two, we try to learn from our mistakes. So remember, we're only human. We all fail. We all make mistakes. It's just about taking those mistakes and learning from them. And three, to reorganize or check in on your goals moving forward and make sure that they are still relevant to where you are at in your life right now. So before we get started, I want us to take some breaths together, get in the right headspace. Yes, this is one of those episodes where I hear from you guys about the show notes I do have some notes on this episode, um, which I'll share at the end. You can send me an email and I'll send them to you. Um, But what I want you to do is pause now, get that pen, get that paper. It's going to be one of those episodes that you'll need it. 
and take notes as we go through. Um, Of course, if you're driving, maybe pause the episode and listen to it later on. Or perhaps you might just want to have a think through some of the reflection questions and then re-listen to the episode later on as well. So often when we reflect on things... We can reflect on like global events, individual events or single events that really shape our perception of that year or what's happened during that year. So that shapes us um, and our thoughts from the year. So for example, we might say um, 2022 was a crap year because X, Y and Z happened. Instead, we can reframe it and say, I'm so grateful for 2022 because it taught me. Because remember, it isn't what happens to us that shapes us. It's how we feel and the meaning we give it. And knowledge is power. So as we go through the reflection, review and celebration, and of course, making a plan for the new year, we start to look back, we reflect and we learn on everything so that we can take it into next year. And what better time to reflect than at the end of the year? All right, so let's start by taking our deep breaths. So usually I would recommend anytime that you walk into a stressful situation or you just want to change your state of mind, It's six by six by six. So breathe in for six. Hold for six. Breathe out for six. And doing that six times. And that brings your brain to a nice comfortable state. um, Because remember, it's that cortex, um, whatever that's called, that cortex in the back of your brain that um, releases those chemicals, those stress hormones. And we really want to take those breaths and make sure that we are in a good, nice state of mind and headspace to head into our reflection. So as I said, find a nice quiet place where you won't get interrupted. And then we're going to get started. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to think of seven things that we're grateful for this year. So I want you to think back all the way from January to December, what are seven things that you are grateful for this year? They can be from categories such as people, so for specific individuals, for our collective identity, they can be for your mission, so for specific aspects of what we're about and what, we, what you're doing as part of your mission. They can be from accomplishments, so the things we've done as a team or as an individual. And number four, they can be insights, so the lessons you've learned and clarity you've gained. So seven things you are grateful for. So on your paper, one to seven down the left-hand side, seven things you are grateful for. So Albert Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. The truth is if we keep doing what we are currently doing, we are going to keep getting what we have always got. So it's a time for transformation and change. But how do we do that? We start with critical reflection. Critical reflection is something that either comes naturally for some people As I said, I'm one of those people. However, it doesn't come naturally for others. So it is something that they need to learn. 
So a CEQA released um, an information sheet. It's called Developing a Culture of Learning Through Critically Reflective Practice. Um, I'll send that sheet. I'll share it on um, social so you can download that sheet. This is a quote from that information sheet. So when educators strive to assess and understand the impact of their practice, they are engaging in reflective practice. Developing a culture of learning through this reflective practice drives continuous improvement and focuses attention on quality outcomes for children and families. So what are some things that we can reflect on? How do we observe, listen and critically review what is happening through the day? What is the rationale behind our practice? Is the practice consistent with our beliefs, values and service philosophy? Does our practice foster respect for and inclusion of all children and families? How do other services reflect on their practice? What is best practice? How do we monitor and change our practice? And what theories inform our thinking? So the National Quality Standards promotes and supports educators to engage in reflective practice through self-assessment. The importance of individual reflective practice and collaborative learning culture are identified more directly under, so quality area one, quality area four, and quality area seven of the National Quality Standards. So in particular, we're looking at standard 1.2, which is educators and coordinators are focused, active, and reflective in designing and delivering the program for each child. Element 1.2.3 states, critical reflection on children's learning and development, both as individuals and in groups, is regularly used to implement the program. And element 4.2.2, educators, coordinators and staff members work collaboratively and affirm, challenge, support and learn from each other to gain gain further develop their skills to improve practice and relationships. And standard 7.2 states there is a commitment to continuous improvement. So this is all stated within the um, information sheet from a CEQA, developing a culture of learning through reflective practice. It's a really great information sheet to share with your team at your next team meeting and really critically reflect about reflective practice and critical reflection at your team meeting and talk about how you can implement that better within your service. Of course, what else we need to look at are the exceeding themes. So of course, there's the three exceeding themes, but in particular, exceeding theme two is about practice being informed by critical reflection. So when our practice is informed by critical reflection, it involves a deep level of regular and ongoing analysis, questioning and thinking that goes beyond evaluation and review. Critical reflection informs practice when the continuous reflection of all educators individually and together influences decision-making and drives continuous quality improvement. So the difference between reflection and critical reflection are 
We'll go through them in a second, but just remember with the exceeding themes and when we talk about informed by critical reflection, this needs to be for every single element. So even though in the National Quality Standards, it doesn't say critical reflection for every element, one of your exceeding themes is demonstrating in your practice and in your evidence how your practice is informed by critical reflection. And to get exceeding, we need to demonstrate that for every single element and have evidence of that for every single element. So this is why it's really important, going back to that ASEQA um, information sheet, that our practice is informed through reflective, we have a culture of reflective practice. It's not just something we do once and then let it go. It's not something we do because we have to do it. It's something we do because it informs every single thing we do within our practice. And the way to get things started in your practice is to be that role model, be that example, let it start with you. So this is why I wanted to do this episode of, at, to end our year, to go over the reflection of our year, to really be intentional and deliberate going into 2023. So coming back to the difference. So the difference between reflection and critical reflection is that they're both thinking skills to be used depending on what situation you're in. So critical reflection and keep in mind that during assessment and rating, this is one of the questions that is being asked. What is the difference between reflection or reflective practice and critical reflection? So this is something really important to go over with your team and really define how do you know if it is critical reflection or just reflective practice? So critical reflection means closely examining all aspects of events and experiences from different perspectives. That's from the approved learning framework. For example, some children in your program are all about using sticks as guns and props within their players' weapons, but you have educators who are concerned that it's too aggressive or not appropriate for children this age. Thinking critically about the different needs perspectives and theories surrounding the situation will support you to make an informed decision inclusive and responsive of everyone and this can be done for any practices at your service as a collaborative approach. Now reflective practice is ongoing it's a bit more flexible and usually occurs in or after the moment for example like last time this happened um, they love this, so it's likely they will enjoy this again. So we're, we're doing that reflective practice all the time with everything that we're planning, everything that we're doing. So both skills aim to provide valuable insight and improvement to our program and our practice. So in leadership, self-reflection is part of an increasing our self-awareness and authenticity. It means taking time to review yourself as a leader, which is critical for leadership development. And it's one of our leadership fundamentals here at Platinum Education. So research shows that leaders who are reflective and use reflective learning benefit in the following ways. So they learn faster, they deal better with unfamiliar environments, they don't repeat the same mistakes twice, they question assumptions and make better decisions. They recognise connections between unrelated situations and they engage in energy generating activities, enabling more impact and influence. 
So by slowing down and actively reflecting on these past events, we are maximizing learning and accelerating our effectiveness as leaders. We become role models to our teams who can only benefit from reflective learning to become more effective and faster learners as well. So here we go, guys. Here we go. So you can do this as part of your team meeting. Um, I've got some really other simple questions. So if you don't want to go in depth, you don't think this is something that your team will respond to, but it is something that you feel you want to introduce in smaller doses. I've got um, abbreviated questions that you can give them. It's four um, over these. But what I want to do, I want to really break it down. So get your paper out, get your pen out and make sure you pause after each question and you can answer them. If you are driving, maybe just think about the answer in your head as we are going through each question. So the first question is, what theme or name would you give this year? So if you think back on 2022, what theme or name would you give this year? I was trying to think of my answer to this question. I think maybe growth. What theme? Yeah, growth, I think. Definitely growth. And um, as we work through to the end, I'll, I'll share something about my year with you as well. So the second question is, how have you grown this year? So how have you grown this year? Maybe personally, professionally, how have you grown this year? Right, next question. What are you struggling with? So what habits or goals would solve these challenges? So what are you struggling with? What have you struggled with this year? I ask myself this a lot. So I do these questions not only yearly, I implement them into my practice at least quarterly. Um, As I said, I'm a naturally critical thinker anyway. Um, But I um, put these questions into practice quarterly and go through them to really make sure that I'm on track. What I do with what, what are you struggling with? I also add on the back of that, who do I need to support me? So if I'm struggling this and I'm being challenged, I used to then just research and learn myself, but I realized that I can't do everything. And I also learned that, um, you know, other people were great at things that I may not be great with. So why don't I get someone who's an expert in that area to do it for me or or help me um, in that area? So if when I ask, what am I struggling with? My next question is, who can help me? Like, who can help me with this struggle? What do I need help with? Who can help me? Um, So then I reach out to them um, for help. Even if it's not a person, it might be a thing. So this is what I, what do I need help with? And so I'll write down what I need help with and source out someone that can help me with that problem or that challenge. And the reason we use challenge as wording is because there is a solution to every challenge. There's always a solution, but sometimes we're so stuck and we're so deep in that challenge that it's really hard for us to see what that solution is. So again, if you can't see a solution to a challenge, ask who who do I need help from? Who can support me? What do I need to do to move through this challenge? And who do I need to talk to perhaps? All right, next one is what habit or goal, if accomplished, would make everything else easier? What habit or goal, 
if accomplished, would make everything else easier. Right, next one. Who will you connect with more in the year ahead? Who will you connect with more in the year ahead? We love connecting with people over here at Platinum Red, so more than happy to connect with you. All right. What goal or leader, peer, friend, partner and other roles do you want to be? So what kind of leader, peer, friend, partner or other roles do you want to be? And then we've got some questions moving into this next year. What is your mantra for the coming year? What dream, aspiration or feeling do you want to have for 2023? And then, of course, the trend is list one word that symbolizes that. So what word are you going into in 2023? What are you holding on to? And commit to living that word intentionally throughout the year. So what dream, aspirational feeling do you want to have for 2023? And list one word that symbolizes that. So what's your word? My word for next year is connection. I want to connect with more people. And next is how do you want to grow in the coming year? So what growth, how do you want to grow in the coming year? And then last question, how and what will you put into action? Because going back to our our education side of it is a critical reflection is fine, but the key to a critical reflection is what action you are going to put in place. So getting those theorists, getting that research, getting those from reputable sources, getting everyone's feedback, collaborating views, ideas, perspectives. And then what what action are you going to take on that critical reflection? It's really, really important that that action is documented because remember, knowledge is power, but knowledge is only power depending on how you use it. So going through this critical reflection or going through this reflection of 2022 is helping us to develop that knowledge, but it's it's that action that we take with that knowledge that makes the difference. Now, there are some more questions. So if you're a leader, so as a leader, you can go deeper and reflect on your leadership style. So I'll just pick a couple. If you want the whole set, let me know um, and I'll email them to you. But for example, if you want to reflect as a leader, so um, how do I lead by example? Did I act in a way to allow my team to feel valued and empowered? Did I admit my mistakes and how did I show vulnerability? Because remember, the opposite of vulnerability is courage. We need to be courageous to be vulnerable. Um, how did I grow this year and how will I grow in the new year? And how do I how did it feel? And how do I make how do I make others feel? That's a big one for me. I always think about that like I never intentionally go into any situation to make anyone feel bad. Um it's not something in me that I really like it's I don't personally worry about what people think but I really want to leave them feeling good and feeling um, inspired and feeling um, motivated to move throughout their life 
I would be like, that's really important to me. How do I make others feel? How did I make others feel this year? Then it's about putting that reflection in action. So um, you can ask, these are your, the four questions. So these are the four questions. So if you're wanting to take them into your team meeting and you feel like your team are not going to be as, um, <laughs> I don't know, into this as, as we are, um, these are some four, just four easy questions that you can take into your team meeting. So you can prep them so you can give them these in advance um, to go through. So it, it, the first one is, what was the best experience you had this year? So it's about discovering. So what is the best experience you had this year? The second one is, if every day could be like that, what would your life look like? So we call that dream. Number three is to reach that environment, what would you need? So to reach that feeling, to reach that um, experience, what would you need? So we're going to design that. And then number four is name three actions that you can take that forward you into feeling that next year. So what's your destiny? How are you going to make that happen? What action are you going to take? So that's literally four questions there that you can ask them. Now you can organize your goals. So these are five simple steps to organize your goals. So if you're a goals orientated person, um, these are five simple steps for you to organize your goals. So number one is start by listing out your goals that you want to complete this year. Number two is remove any that no longer reflect the direction that you were planning to take. And three, include any that you were unable to complete last year, but still want to achieve. Add in any additional goals that you have thought of this year. And then five, order your goals by importance and impact it will have on your life. So I was a very goals-driven person. Um, goals were everything to me and it allowed me to have, I was very clear on what goals I wanted to achieve and I have achieved every goal that I've set out for myself. But what I realized was I was so driven towards what I thought were my goals and I had these goals since I was like 18 years old. So a really, really long time. And if you follow me, I, I've spoken about this a few times, but I um, I kept moving towards these goals and, and, and what I thought I wanted and because it was a goal that I decided on and I kept moving forward for this goal, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. When I actually got there and I achieved that goal, it and I did it, like I did it for five years, like it was fine and I lived that life, but I never stopped to actually ask myself and question any, any time throughout that period whether this was something that I still wanted. Now that I was living this, is this the life I want to live? Is this how I want to be living my life every single day? And I never stopped to actually ask myself whether that was the case. I just kept living, kept throwing myself into more and more and more work, became robotic. So then eventually I didn't even have any time to stop to be creative, stop to think about what was happening, stop to even reflect on, again, whether this was what I wanted and the direction I wanted to keep going on. There was a pivotal moment in time and I perhaps took longer to realise than I should have that, and I'm a big believer that the universe sends us signs, the universe gives us what we need at different times, but we need to be prepared to see 
those messages or see the signs or even feel that instinct inside you that it is giving giving us those messages or giving us that uh, intuition or feeling that this is not the right direction for you. And because it was a goal that I'd held on to since I was 18, I was pushing. I was pushing, mate. Like I was keep, I was going, I was going, and this was something I was going to achieve. Because if anything, I'm a very driven person. Once I have set my mind to something, I'm going to achieve it. So, and there was that pivotal moment for me where it was like, and literally it was like this small little feeling, this small little voice in the back of my head that was like, but Lisa is this what you want? And had I not listened to that voice, it, you know, I could have completely just kept going around that cycle and in that hamster wheel over and over and over again. But it's really important that that voice in the back of your mind, and it, and I don't believe it's anything other than just your instincts and those signals and those alarms inside of yourself. And I think growth and really trusting myself are two areas that I've really grown this year. Um, You know, so when I do have those signs or I do have the intuition, I make sure that I stop and I make sure that I listen. But it's really important to make sure that regularly throughout life, whether it's just once a year, like now at the end of the year, you're thinking about the new year um, or every quarter, that you really think about is, is, are you going in the direction that you want? Even if it's something that, you know, perhaps it's not even your goals or your dreams, perhaps it's something that's external and perhaps you're living a life that somebody else created for you or somebody else, you feel the pressures that somebody else wants you to be doing this um, or making these decisions or going in that direction. You know, I think that 2023, again, is a time for transformation. It's a time to take back and go in the direction that you want to go in. And I really want to empower you to do that. So I've kept it pretty simple today. Um, I'm keeping on my short time frame. Um, So I hope it's been okay. Went over critical reflection, went over some questions for you to um, reflect around. I do have another exercise you can take into a team meeting that we haven't gone over today. And then I also have um, those Uh, So if you're like me, a bit of an overachiever at heart and like to nut everything out in extensive detail, um, I've got a list of 30 questions to help you think about 2022 takeaways, lessons and highlights, and then 20 other questions to set your intentions for 2023. So if you want to connect with me on socials or send me an email, um, it's lisa at platinumed.com.au. So lisa, L-E-E-Z-A, at platinumed.com.au. And I can send those over to you to give you something to do during the break. Um, And... Yes, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, we have got some amazing episodes coming up in the new year. So I think I'll do one purely on critical reflection and maybe make it a bit shorter so you can share it with your um, team. We've got one, we'll do one on starting the year with success. So things like, you know, what can you review? How to set up a successful philosophy? How to review your philosophy? Your QIP, that's huge. Like every single, everyone's struggling in two areas right now. QIP, 
and documenting those progress notes, understanding the QIP or self-assessment working document. Um, If you need help in those areas, please let us know. We would prefer you to reach out and get that support so that you can be in, have clarity over that direction that you're going in for 2023 rather than keep sitting there in the position that you're in right now, confused. So again, if you do need support or help, please reach out for that. And um, of course, the other area that people are um, struggling is in quality area one. So we can do an audit of quality area one for you um, if you would like to go over again and have clarity around quality area one and that planning cycle heading into 2023. Um, some other episodes that we've got coming up are around goal setting and we've also got some amazing guests lined up as well um, to keep spreading the positivity across our amazing early childhood sector and as I said today is our last episode of 2022 episode 34 can you believe we've done 34 episodes this year this is one of my favorite things I love coming to you guys every week love sharing knowledge Um, I literally close all my blinds Um, I'm in the dark my headphones just chatting to you all um, when I don't have guests and just get into the zone and share um, knowledge and insights but if you're looking for something to do over the break whilst we're on a break um, you can go back and listen to some of our previous episodes that you may have missed and we might keep sharing those um, on socials as well but um, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode I want to make sure that you are leading by example and you're taking the time needed to take steps in becoming intentional and deliberate about planning a life you love So thank you so much for joining me today. I want to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. I do sincerely hope that you are spending it with your family, your friends. Um, I know some of my friends were having, well, they're having an orphan Christmas um, because they have their family are overseas. And I think that's a really beautiful idea. And I'm all about connection. So um, what are you guys doing? What are you doing for Christmas? Um, you heading away, having a break, keep working, going on a holiday. I love dreaming and thinking about what all of you are doing. Um, I have just decided that we are heading to my mum. So my mum lives um, about, I think it's like 10 minutes. So Marlon Bimby, 10 minutes from Byron Bay. Um, so anyone up there, shout out. I'll be in the area over Christmas and can't wait to go and see some of my amazing people from the Northern Rivers. And um, yeah, so please make sure that you keep safe, connect with everyone, And I look forward to chatting with you all in the new year. Take care, everyone, and keep making every moment count. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. We read them all. (laughs) To catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time.